Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today I'm going to go through an academic reading all about the story of silk. It's a really good reading because it's very typical of a chronological structure which means that everything goes in order of time and this can make it much easier for you to find the answers. There are 13 questions and the first nine of them are gap fill and the rest are true, false, not given. So when we look at the gap fill, it's divided into two headings. First one is early silk production in China. And then silk reaches the rest of the world is the second heading. So it kind of mirrors, as always, the text. The text starts off with how silk was apparently discovered or invented. Um, and then it moves on to what happened to the silk and the silk road trade. Um, and then ends in the 20th century. Um, yeah, so a very solid standard um, chronological order. So if we start by looking at the gaps, it starts in around 3000 BC, according to legend. Silkworm cocoon fell into emperor's wife's something. And then the emperor's wife invented a something to pull out silk fibres. So, of course, this is going to be right at the start. Um, even if you just quickly look for the 3000 BC um, and the emperor, that's the capital letter. And then it talks about the wife walking in the gardens. Um, she collected a number of cocoons and sat down to have a rest. It so happened that while she was sipping some tea, one of the cocoons that she had collected landed in the hot tea and started to unravel into a fine thread. So we were looking for the silkworm cocoon fell into Emperor's wife's something. And the answer is quite simple. It's her tea. Now, the second one um, is a word you might not know. It's not a common word at all. But again, they're testing your ability to guess words from context and from using words that you do know and synonyms of them. So for number two, it says that the emperor's wife invented something to pull out silk fibres and it says invented a something. So, of course, we know it's a noun and it's countable. So... She, it says that she found she could wind this thread around her fingers. Subsequently, she persuaded her husband to allow her to rear, meaning to breed, silkworms on a grove of mulberry trees. She also devised a special reel to draw the fibres from the cocoon into a single thread. OK, so she devised a special reel. The gap tells us she invented a something and you could write a special reel, but you're only allowed one word. So special is the adjective. The only word we need is real. It's R-E-E-L. Copy the word exactly as it is in the text. 
Questions three and four are very similar and they say only something were allowed to produce silk and only something were allowed to wear silk. So we're probably looking for plurals because of the were allowed, not was allowed, but were allowed. But notice this uh, kind of trick. Okay, so we're moving on to paragraph two and it says originally silkworm farming was solely restricted to women and it was they who were responsible for the growing, harvesting and weaving. So, simple answer, it's women. Of course, there is no S because plural of woman is women. So the answer for number three is women. And then it says, oh, can I just mention the synonym? So it was restricted to women, meaning, of course, only women were allowed. And the synonym of only is solely. Now we're looking for who was allowed to wear silk. And it says, silk quickly grew into a symbol of status and originally... Only royalty were entitled to have clothes made of silk. So only royalty were entitled. Entitled means allowed. Only is the same, so the answer is royalty. Notice royalty, there's no S, but it means royal people, of course. Royalty is another a very common um, irregular noun that IELTS likes, like poor and poverty, equal and equality. So there is a list of those on my website if you go to the vocabulary resources. Question number five says, silk used as a form of something. Notice these gap fills are in note form. So where it says silk used, it means passive. Silk was used as a form of something. So we've got in the text, in the same paragraph, paragraph two, it was so prized that it was also used as a unit of currency. So the used form helps us find the answer. A unit of currency, unit is a synonym for form, and the answer is just currency. The spelling difficult, but it's in the text. And then again, a passive form, silk used for many purposes. It means silk was used for many purposes. And they give an example, they say e.g., Evidence found, meaning evidence was found of something made from silk around 168 AD. So you quickly look for 168 AD. That's at the bottom of paragraph 2. And the only thing in that sentence is the earliest indication of silk paper being used was discovered in the tomb of a noble who is estimated to have died around 168 AD. 
So the only noun that we've got there is really paper. That is the answer. Evidence is a synonym of indication of. And silk paper is, of course, paper made from silk. Do notice the silent B in tomb because we've been talking a lot about silent letters um, on Instagram recently, but you don't need it here. Okay, so the next heading tells us silk reaches the rest of the world. So this moves on to the silk road. So it's paragraph three, um, taking the silk road, taking silk westward and bringing gold, silver and wool to the east. So if you look at gap number seven, it says merchants use, notice it's not in past tense either, they're just using note form. Merchants use silk road to take silk westward and bring back something and precious metals. So something and precious metals. In the text, it says bringing gold, silver and wool to the east. So the gold and silver are the precious metals. So the gap for number seven is wool. Question number eight moves on to 550 AD. And it says, and there's a gap, some, something or somebody hide silkworm eggs in canes and take them to Constantinople. So if we look at 550 AD in the text, we have to kind of go a little bit forward. We go to paragraph four now, quickly scan for 550 AD and then go back to the start of the sentence. The sentence says Byzantine Emperor Justinian smuggled, sorry, no, go back to the start. According to another legend, monks working for the Byzantine Emperor Justinian smuggled silkworm eggs to Constantinople in 550 AD, concealed inside hollow bamboo walking canes. So the gap we wanted was 550 AD monks. That's the answer. It's plural. Hide eggs in canes and take them to Constantinople. The next bullet point tells us that silk production spreads across Middle East and Europe. And the final gap fill takes us actually jumps quite far ahead to the 20th century. So you again jump straight ahead to the last paragraph where you can see the 20th century. Something and other man-made fibres cause decline in silk production. So we're looking for a man-made fibre um, because it says something and other man-made fibres. So when you go to the 20th century, it says, then in the 20th century, new man-made fibres such as nylon started to be used. And nylon is therefore your answer.
Let's move on now to questions 10 to 13, true, false and not given. There are four questions. Question 10 says gold was the most valuable material transported along the silk road. So, excuse me. So immediately you go to the Silk Road paragraph, which is paragraph three. You look for something about gold. Okay, it says gold, silver and wool, which we've already mentioned. Then it says it was named the Silk Road after its most precious commodity, which was considered to be worth more than gold. So the statement said gold was the most valuable material. Is that true or false? Well, no, it wasn't. Silk was considered to be worth more than gold. So question 10 is false. Question 11 brings up a word which I see again and again to give the answer of true or false. And the word is few. F-E-W, meaning not many. Now, 11 says most tradesmen only went along certain sections of the Silk Road. So remember, the Silk Road was very long. Most tradesmen only went along certain sections of the road. Well, the sentence in the same paragraph about the Silk Road says few merchants travelled the entire route. Few, meaning not many merchants travelled the entire route. So if not many went the entire route, the whole route, then most tradesmen only went along certain sections. So the answer is true. In question 12, we're looking for who spread silk production across the West. And it says the Byzantines spread the practice of silk production across the West. So, of course, you look quickly for the capital B and the Byzantines. It's in the next paragraph, paragraph 4. Um, And the first thing it says about them is that they were as secretive as the Chinese. Um, Then, in the 7th century, the Arabs conquered Persia, capturing their magnificent silks in the process. Silk production thus spread through Africa, Sicily and Spain as the Arabs swept through these lands. So it was not the Byzantines. They were secretive. They did not want to share their silk or the practice of making silk. It was the Arabs who conquered Persia and the skills in the process. So 12 is false. It was not the Byzantines. Now this is the last one. This is complicated. It's almost mathematical and um, it's it's one of those the students I've I've tried to to do this with have found really weird. We're looking for silk yarn, 
makes up the majority of silk currently exported from China. So if we just look at the question first, it's talking about the silk which is exported from China. And it's asking you what is it made of. The statement says that most of their silk, Chinese silk, is made of silk yarn. So, when you go to the text, it's almost the last line. It tells us about China and it says China is the world's biggest producer and exporter of raw silk and silk yarn. And they produce almost two thirds of the silk in the world. So yes, China is the biggest exporter and producer because they produce two thirds of the silk that exists. However, that's not the question. It, the question is, what does that silk consist of? Is it mostly made of silk yarn? Well, silk yarn is, well, it is mentioned. It says they are an exporter of raw silk and silk yarn. But we have no idea how much of their silk is made of silk yarn. So the answer, I'm afraid, is not given. You could possibly guess it if you're confident about the other questions. You've got four questions, two false, one true. There is always a not given, always. Even if you've got three questions, one is true, one is false and one is not given. Of course, I can't 100% guarantee that, but I've never seen a test where there wasn't one not given. So, you know, try and use a bit of judgment and uh, make an educated guess. Okay, that reading, you'll be happy to know, is on my website. I was uh, more organised than usual today. So you can go and have a look at that for yourself. Um, tomorrow is New Year's Eve, if you're listening to this um, on the 29th of December. So I'm going to wish you all a very happy and prosperous 2019. Remember, if it's your New Year's resolution to finally get the IELTS score that you need, there'd be no better place to start than the Members Academy. It now has about 10 courses, so there's something there for everybody for the same price. So even if you just want to focus on writing, um, and you don't want to do anything of the rest, you you get the whole four courses of writing, general training and academic in the Members Academy. But if you want more work on your listening or pronunciation or speaking uh, or reading or want to build your vocabulary over a longer period of time, then the Academy is really the perfect place for you. If you want to know more, then just go to my website. That's www.ieltsetc.com.
www.ecofaith.com and on the first page there you can find a button that takes you through to the whole of the syllabuses for the Members Academy. So you can see there exactly what you will get inside. Um, it's not only courses, there is of course a, a community and a private Facebook group where I am active every day posting you links and helpful advice, answering questions and doing live lessons. So do come and join us, make the most of 2019. Um, um, yes, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great New Year's Eve and New Year and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now then. Bye.